0: Welcome back. This is Courtney. And I'm Casey. And, and we're, we're the Page, Page Wanders. And welcome back to episode five. We're going to be talking about
1: Hi- House of Sky and Breath again, um, chapters 38 through 47. All right. Well, you know the drill by now. If you've stuck with us this long, I'm going to give you a rundown. So chapter 38 starts with Ethan, Bryce, and Therian heading to the Mystics. Bryce is really angry about it, y'all. They meet the astronomer with his fire sprite rings, which Bryce wants to rip off immediately. Ethan pays for the services. Uh, There are three mystics, a male, a female, and both. It's all about balance. They tell the astronomer that they want to find Connor's soul. The astronomer says it will be 100 more gold marks, and he pulls out blood salt. The mystics all volunteered, and their families are well compensated but don't see them. With the blood salts, the mystics begin their journey and end up in hell. This terrifies Ethan and Bryce because that's where they think Connor's soul is. The mystics get deeper into hell and the male begins talking to someone. The being says there is no wolf or dead. Um, the being says there is no wolf living or dead there. The being talking is Thanatos, the prince of the ravine. Dun, dun, dun. The astronomer uses a device called an orrery. That lets you see where you are in the universe and it allows him to track his mystics and that's how they all knew that they were in hell reese and the autumn king also have one too Um, thanatos begins asking who sent the mystics he says it's a mare a wolf and a half a half human female then he hijacks the mystic and that takes us into chapter 39 where thanatos appears as kind of a hologram in the center of a room and immediately smells bryce's starlight and knows that she is who His brother talks about, which brother he's not specific, so it could be Apollyon or Aedas at this point. She proceeds to verbally spar with Thanatos, which she does with everybody. Thanatos is angry that she killed his shepherd, but also respects it. He agrees to answer her questions. Um, Connor is still in the bone quarter, and an order came from the dark that he must remain the allotted time. They ask if they can save him, but he says only Asteri know that. Only the Asteri know that. Therian asks about Emil. Thanatos doesn't know him, which, of course, he doesn't. Bryce tries to ask more about the Thunderbirds, but Ther- but Thanatos grew bored and started drinking the mystic's soul. The Prince of the Ravine essentially killed all of the power and the machines keeping the mystics alive, and they all failed. Ethan saved them, specifically the female mystic, and she wakes up and freaks out, screaming, take her back. The astronomer says they cannot survive in this world, the trio leave, and Bryce and Therian get into it, and Mordoc walks up upon them. This takes us into chapter 40. Mordok confronts Ethan, Therian, and Bryce about their trip to the Mystics, and why Ethan has been lurking in alleyways lately. They play dumb. Bryce feeds them a lie about wanting to know about Cormac. They dismiss themselves and walk away from Morty, which is what Therian calls him, <laughs> and how I will be referring to him for the remainder of this podcast. As soon as they was weird. La 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 Okay. La la. la. Did it make a noise in your ear too? Okay. Mm -hmm. As soon as they are clear, Bryce forgives Therion and he leaves. Bryce tries to comfort Ethan about Connor and says she'll find a way to help him. She feels immediately guilty because Ethan looks like he believes her. Isaiah and Hunt have a lunch date where Hunt fills him in on his punishment which Isaiah pokes fun at him about because it's a pretty lax punishment, as Isaiah should, Hunt agrees and then almost tells him about Ophian, but decides against it. Uh, I don't know what that word says. Oh, but decides against it when I said he liked working for... Oh, okay. I'm going to start back here. Hunt agrees and then tells him about Ophian, but decides against it when Isaiah said he liked working for Celestina. Baxian enters. Isaiah and Baxian get into a little bit of a tiff where Isaiah threatens Baxian, and Hunt, of all people, cuts the tension. Baxian admits to being questioned by Lydia, which is the hind, and he can handle her. They go to assess Hunt's room so he can see what's left in there, and he tells Baxian that life is what you make it, and Hunt's was vacant until Bryce... Baxian seems sad, and Hunt seems to be taking pity on him and invites him to play video games. To which Hunt promptly kicks his butt, but it was a very cute bonding moment between the two. Bryce and Therian exchange flirty otter messages. Bryce and Hunt have bone sex. Poor Siri. Mm. Therian meets and confronts the River Queen about the bone quarter, which she knew about. Therian realizes she only wants a world without the hysteria, everything else, to remain the same that takes us into chapter 41 where Bryce is training and struggling with Cormac, Rune is supervising. Cormac is trying to teach her to teleport, which she fails. Then they move on to shadows, which she also fails. Rune states that Ethan is fitting in well. Training is interrupted by Declan saying he found something on the gallery footage. They see Danica pull a book off the shelf. Later, they see Danica pull a book off the shelf titled Wolf's Through Time: Lineage of the Shifters. She snapped photos and found what she was looking for. Bryce calls Jezeba about the book. Jeziba said she had to know Jezeba said she had it because she had to know her enemies, which were not Sabine and Danica, which Bryce questioned her about. She calls Bryce extremely young. When Bryce asks her for the book, Jessica declines, but it shows up twenty minutes later. The book goes all the way back to fifteen thousand years ago to when the Northern Rift opened. "'Does this go all the way back to when the northern roof opened? "'15,000 years ago, Room peered over the shoulder as Bryce skimmed. "'Gunther Fender is the latest and last name here,' Bryce swallowed. "'He was the Prime's father. "'She flipped to the third page, the one Danik had been most interested in, Nicholas Fender and Ferris Havelin, the first of the Fendier line. "'She chewed on her lip. I've never heard of them. Declan tapped away on the computer. Nothing comes up. "'Try their kids,' Bryce suggested, giving him the names. "'Nothing.' They went through generation after generation until Deck said, there, Katra Fender? From here, yeah, there's actual historical record and mentions Katra from there on out, starting 15,000 years ago. He ran a finger up the tree along the generations, counting silently, but nothing of any of these Fenderes before her. Bryce determines that she needs to go see the prime room and Deck are going to distract Sabine, Cormac is waiting when Bryce and Deck get back to the apartment. He tells them Morty interrupted an intel drop with six Dread Wolves. Morty didn't get a cent on Cormac, and Cormac killed the Dread Wolves. The intel was the hit on the spine was a success. The mech suit and ammunition obtained, all is being shipped to a base called Yidra on the Cornell Islands, which are two hours away from Crescent City. Ophian intends to bring the rebellion to Crescent City, led by Pippa, Cormac wants him to put a stop to it. He says they'll need Theron and Hunt. This shakes us into chapter 42, where Bryce messes up. <clears throat> Juniper calls Bryce very angry because Bryce got her tap for principal. Now it is about Bryce, not June. Bryce has a meeting with Celestina and offers to call June back. She doesn't want it. Bryce met with Celestina as Bryce Stanon, the princess, to ask for Hunt for the night to take him home to Nadaro's. In actuality, they are going to try and talk the Rebels out of giving Pip a free reign. Celestina agrees and said she can keep him because Hunt has been so mopey. Bryce is actually doing her a favor. She says she'll tell him in the morning. They also talk about Ephraim, and Bryce says if she needs girl talk, she's here. Bryce called Fury. Fury said just June is devastated, and Bryce should give her a few weeks, and think of a big way to apologize. Bryce goes to see Hunt in his room where he is shirtless in a backward sunball hat. They make out, she tells him the good news, then they are interrupted by Pollux calling her a prostitute again, and the hind is with them. The hind looks at her like she could see all her thoughts, but they all walk away from it. Hunt and Bryce go back to loving on each other, and he will see her in the morning. Ethan takes a call from the Prime. He wants to know why Ethan was kicked out. Ethan reluctantly tells the Prime he is an Ethan reluctantly tells him, and the Prime tells him he is an alpha and he would give him his own pack. The prime says he will handle Sabine, Ethan says he'll think about it, and then he walks back to the mystics. The astronomer is out, but the female mystic is awake and no longer thrashing about. The female mystic tells Ethan that the astronomer is at the meat market getting parts to fix her machine. She recognizes that Ethan is the one that freed her. Ethan wants to wait for the astronomer, but the female mystic tells him that is a bad idea. He asks the female mystic if it was true about Connor. But she only felt the male's mystic terror. She tells him he could find a necromancer. Ethan finally smells more than salt on her, snow and ember, and a wolf. Rage boiled at him. He was outraged that a pack would do this to her. My parents had no pack, she said hoarsely. They roamed the tundra My parents had no pack, she said hoarsely. They roamed the tundra of Ninya with me and my ten siblings my gifts became apparent when I was three by four I was in there she pointed to a tank and Ethan recoiled in horror a wolf family had sold their pup and she'd gone into that tank how long he asked unable to stop his trembling anger how long have you been in there she shook her head I don't know she doesn't remember how old she is or when she made the drop she has no name and only knew her parents as mother and father Ethan is so mad and says she is a wolf and can't be here She says her parents and ten siblings are taken care of because she is here. Ethan tries to give her his shirt because she is so weak and cold and can't stand. She begs him not to because the astronomer will see her... Because the astronomer... (sighs) She begs him not to because the astronomer will send her to hell because the demons like to play. She shows dominance and he realizes she is an alpha wolf. Ethan has to do something, so he snatches the box off the desk. The wolves try to stand... The wolf tries to stand, but is too weak. She says the astronomer will kill him, and he says he can take it up with the prime. Therian asks that the river queen give him a mer-team of 25, which she declines, of course. He almost begs. She declines again. Just him and his cadre, is what she puts. He slightly accuses her of trying to kill him off. She tells him to defend her honor and return alive. He continues to pull the leash and ask if he should say goodbye to her daughter, She declines again and says he has caused more than enough damage to her. He hopes he can stop her when it comes to a meal. Rune and Day meet on the mental bridge and have a very flirty exchange involving bondage and their preferences in bed. They exchange intel about the shipment, and Rune tells her about Yidra. Day is pulled from the bridge, and Rune follows her and runs into a wall of black adamant. He sees glimpses of her having rough but consensual sex. When she returns, Rune is concerned. She assures him that she's fine but claims she hates the man she's sleeping with, which is Pollux. She tells Rune not to get attached. He asks her to stay because he likes her voice. It calms her, calms him. They both settle into their couches and relax. And that takes us into chapter 43. The cadre, which would ruin Cormac, Bryce, Hunt, and Therian, make it to the base on Yedra, and the supplies are being unloaded. Cormac is talking with command while everyone else recovers from the teleporting. Command turns the Valvarum more front to Pippa. Pippa joins them just as they are making their way to the new prototype mech suit. Pippa orders the Umbra Mortis to take a look. Pippa confronts Cormac about his mistrust of her if he just wants command or meal, They all argue about Emil. She denies the murders of the Vanier. She blames snakes in the Vanier house. She then addresses Bryce about being Cormac's bride, which Bryce promptly tells her she can have him. Hunt figured out the Asteri have... Hunt figured out that the Asteri have... "'figured out a way to get the Gorsian stone "'to imbue the suit with magic instead of stifling it. "'If I'm right,' Hunt says hoarsely, "'it can draw the first light from the ground, "'from the pipes of its crisscrossing the land. "'These suits would draw the first light "'and turn them into weapons, "'brimstone missiles made right there on the spot. "'The suit would never run out of ammo, "'never run out of battery life, "'simply find underground power lines, "'and it'd be charged up and ready to kill. "'That's why they're smaller, "'because they don't need the extra tech "'and the room for the arsenal "'that the human suits require.' A veneer could climb inside and essentially wear it like an echo skeleton, like armor. The cadre are horrified because the loss of life would be catastrophic, but Pippa is delighted. Pippa then ordered the deaths of the veneer that transported the ammo in the mech suit. Pippa admits to knowing where Emil is, and she is happy to leave him there. Hunt realizes that Bryce is keeping secrets and mm-hmm. intends to get it out of her once they are safe. Hunt and Rune agree that they will not let Ophian attack Innocence. Cormac says that questions will be asked. Hunt says Bryce is the master at spinning bullshit and can get him out of it. Hunt and Bryce agree that no one should have that suit, and she tells Hunt to light it up. Hunt destroyed the suit and everything else, even the Brimstone missiles with the help of Therian. The Rebels come out and obviously lose it. Cormac tries to talk their way out of it and ends up taking a Gorsian bullet. Cormac can't teleport because... Of the Gorsian bullet, Hunt is trying to figure it out when Bryce tells the boys to close their eyes and she lets her starlight free. They escape and make it to a boat. Bryce lets Cormac have it and says she is done with opium and the hunt for a meal. Hunt scans the shore and sees a black dog running along the coast. Baxian. He is motioning and tells Therian, Baxian is motioning. Baxian is directing them which way to go and tells. <sighs> this is why I didn't you want you to read it. <laughs> Baxian is directing Hunt at which way to go, and Hunt relays the message to Therian. Hunt realizes the Hind is coming. Chapter forty four starts as the gang are as the gang is trying to escape, but the hind is closing in and they are out of option. Bryce tries to teleport and fails. Therian tells them to get in the water as a tornado strikes the boat. The Hind and the Harpy and Pollux are all coming, plus Omega Boats. The Hind taunts them all as she leaves the other two behind to come talk, and Hunt falls deeper into his power and rage. Bryce keeps trying to calm him down. Therian tells Rune something is coming. Just as Hunt gives Bryce a signal to blind the Hind, she is hit by something under the water. It is a ship. They all manage to get on and the hind blocks him from view. Hunt is scanning everyone Hunt is scaring everyone and Rune figures out why. It means that he's going ballistic in the way that only mates can when their other It means he is going ballistic in the way that only mates can when the other is threatened. It's what happens then and what's happening now. Your true mates the way Fey are mates in bodies and soul. That was what was different about your synth the other day. Your sense have merged, as they do between Fey mates. They end up on the depth charger, one of the six city boats of the Ocean Queen. The female who saved them is Captain Sendez. The boat was in the area because the oracle sent them, and then the light called to them. Chapter 45 starts with Mark, Deck, Flynn, and Ethan discussing the legal ramifications of stealing the astronomers' fire sprites, which are his slaves. There is mention of returning them. The box rattles, and they decide to free them. Flynn breaks the first three. As he is breaking the fourth one, the sprites say don't, too late. The ring shatters, and out pops a human-sized female, and flames erupt. When the chaos settles, the female tells Flynn that the astronomer will kill them all. Flynn says it's a good thing a dragon owes him a debt. Back on the depth charger, Captain Sendez is still giving a tour of sorts, and Hunt is still deep in his rage and power. Sendez explains that the entire ship is powered by the Ocean's Queen power. It is imbued with her power and squid ink so they can camouflage themselves. They don't have any allegiances to Ophian or the Asteri. They pass a biome in the middle of the ship that produces fresh water if needed and even has birds. The Omega ships pass them without issue. A Medwitch shows up to help Cormac, and Bryce asks for permission for her and her glowing friend to use the biome. Cindus clears it and seals the doors. They also pass ruins of an ancient Mer city with highways that they used to travel. Chapter 46... Hunt seems truly lost to his power. His sole focus on Bryce. Once they are in the biome, she begins to strip, solely focused on Hunt. She reminds him that he is hers and she is his. She tells Hunt to strip, and now they are fully naked, focused on each other. Hunt is worried that he will hurt her because Bryce. Hunt is worried that he will hurt her, but Bryce knows he won't, and tells Hunt to kiss her. That was horrible. Hunt is worried that he'll hurt her, but Bryce knows he won't. He won't and tells Hunt to kiss her. Bryce and Hunt finally have sex. As they are coming down from it all, they fall through time and space and come to on the airlock floor. Come to on the airlock floor. Back in Crescent City, Declan Ethan and Mark are getting to know the three sprites named Rithi, Milana and Sasa, and the dragon named Ariadne. Ethan says that dragons aren't true sifters and they belong Ethan says dragons aren't true shifters and belong to Flame and Shadow. Mark says because the sprites and dragons were so mistreated that they could be purchased by someone else, not freed automatically. Ariadne says that she is out of Flynn's price range. Ariadne tells Ethan two things. One, the necromancer advice from the wolf is true. Two, the astronomer does torture his mystics. The wolf is... The wolf female is defiant. She did not lie about his punishments. I've sat on his hand for years and witnessed him send her to the darkest corners of hell. He lets the demons and their princes taunt her, terrify her. He thinks he'll break her one day. I'm not so sure. Flynn tells Ariadne to run. She lets him know that the slave mark does not allow her to shift. He can find her always. Bryce and Hunt go seek Cormac about teleporting. They determine that Bryce's powers are unknown because she pulled him from the gate and maybe she needs energy to activate it to level her up. Sinnes comes in to tell them that they called to... Sinnes comes in to tell them that they were called to rescue Sophie but were too late and she drowned. Chapter 47. The cadre are all staring at Sophie's body, preserved by a Medwitch's power. Cormac is visibly upset and recounts how they met and how he never deserved her. Rune and Bryce both comfort him. Sophie carved numbers into her arm and Rune says he will put deck on it. Cormac is even more determined to find a mill. They all wonder about the hind and how she will play what happened if they can convince everyone that they went to stop Ophian. Therion and Sindas talk about their queens and their motives. The Ocean Queen wants the world restored to what it was before the Asteri. The River Queen wants power and to potentially reanimate Sophie, which is terrifying. Both mares seem to pity the other. Sinez tells him he could do more, and if he ever needs anything, to let them know. Rune and Day find each other again. She is worried because of the tackle He tells her it's been a rough day, and he's having trouble sleeping. They settle, and she tells him a story about a beautiful witch who lived in the forest. A prince took a liking to her, and she ran, and the forest changed her into multiple things to help her get away. A deer, a fish, a hawk. Rune fell asleep and woke, still in the mine, bridge with Day. Day finishes saying that the forest turned her into a beast and she slaughtered the prince and his hounds. Day walks off, leaving night. That's gonna take a lot of editing, but it's done.
0: I think you did great. Thanks. It's gonna take a lot
1: of editing. All right. How are you feeling? That was a lot.
0: That was a lot. (laughs) A lot of good stuff. All right, what do you want to talk about first? Hmm. What do you have on your list? Um,
1: I've got the Mystics. I've got Hunt's Friends because I thought that was a cute little bonding moment. Yes. Um, I have Who Knows About Second Light, Danica, Rebels, the Female Mystics specifically, Night and Day, the Depth Charger, Ariadne, Leveled Up Bryce, and the Ocean Queen.
0: Well, I guess let's start with the Mystics because that's what happens first. Okay. Go for it. I just talked a lot, so you could start. <laughs> First of all, the astronomer. <laughs> of course, you know, Ariadne says later on, like, don't let him fool you. He's not that feeble old man. Right, he's a sorcerer. He's sorcerers. a sorcerer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he and Bryce <laughs> completely rub each other the wrong way. Like, they do not like each other. No. He does not like Bryce. Um, she most definitely does not like him. Mm-mm. Especially after seeing his rings with the yep. fire sprites. And that brought back a whole lot of... Yeah, she was pissed. whole lot of... Um, issues. Memories, Memories <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, she was pissed <laughs> about seeing those rings. Hava. Which, fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the one thing that really stuck out about him to me... It was when he was talking about his ori mm-hmm. and how he's like oh yeah the autumn king's got one it's probably even nicer than mine and we know from silver flames reese has one too mm-hmm. so that's three major players i'm going to call the astronomer a major player because i think the mystics and the astronomer are going to play a part in house of flame shadow because of the wolf um but that all three of them are looking into universe the ori shows you where you are in the universe and what else is out there which we know, Reese saw someone falling through the sky and it messed with mm-hmm. his head. So that's yes. probably why he's looking into it. But yeah, um, I just thought that was really interesting that that's what the Autumn King's been looking into. Yeah. But why is the Autumn King looking into that? Right. We know why Reese is.
2: Hmm.
1: We know why the astronomer has one, but why does the Autumn King have one? What exactly is he trying to figure out? Right. What does he look? Well, and then he wanted to find the horn. Yeah.
0: Which I feel like there was more behind that than just. Um, you know, Fae re- Pride? Yeah, Faye Pride. Yeah. Um, and which I forgot Reese had one.
1: Mhm.
0: I forgot about that. It's not as big and fancy, but he has uh, one. I didn't um, know that. But can we talk about how as punishment the
1: astronomer purposely sends them to hell? He's terrible. Yeah, like, so, but... So the princes and demons can taunt them. Right,
0: and I kind of, it kind of made me think, too, like, did he send them to hell? Because if he can send them there... Right. So when they go in there and they're asking him the questions... True. Did he purposely send them to hell, or did the male actually take them there? That's interesting. Because it had nothing
1: to do with Connor, and that was the question they asked. Right. I mean, they did get an answer about Connor, Mm -hmm. but I wonder if it wasn't the Prince of Hell that pulled them down there. Because Because that's what I thought, because of how much they've been interfering Mm -hmm. in, I mean, Apollyon and Thanatos in this one, but Aedus in the first one. It just, that's what I thought. I thought that maybe he had Mm -hmm. pulled.
0: I like that. That, That's probably what happened.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I want to, what are your thoughts on who and what is the dark that they referred to? like when they were like the order came down from the dark. Oh. Who is the dark? I don't know cuz yeah. is it the Asteri? Is it
0: Apollyon? Is it right because hell wouldn't have or they're not supposed to have any um anything to do with the bone quarter or you know. Right. Midgard anything like that. Right. So um, who and I is wouldn't the think dark? that the Asteri would actually be referred to as the dark but it would be whoever I mean, would have... dark. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's whoever... Whoever is in control. Like,
1: a head higher up than... So that's what made me think Apollyon. But why would Apollyon care to save Connor? Well, Apollyon... Uh, well, yeah. I mean, he's the most inner circle of hell he's the darkest mm-hmm. so i immediately thought of apollyon but that i don't think that's right
0: i just i don't think hell has anything to do with with them i mean they're not really pulling strings in the bone quarter i mean right we found out about his pet being left there you know on purpose it right. was his link
1: to Midgard, and now it's gone, and he's very upset that he's Bryce upset. took it. But he's also, he's also like weirdly impressed that right. she killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna read this line about Connor. Okay. Connor Holstrom remains in the Bone Quarter. My shepherd observed him on its rounds the night before you slew it. Unless Ah, I see now. His eyes went distant. An order was dispatched from the dark. He shall be left alone with the others until the usual amount of time has passed. Who gave that order Ethan demanded? It is not clear. So, again, Dark makes me think of Polyon. He's in the darkest layer of hell. Mm-hmm. But why would Hell worry about Connor? But why would the Asteri worry about Connor? Like, who could give that order?
0: Yeah. I don't have an answer I, to I don't it, feel but like, it I don't feel like the Asteri would care enough... Um, the only thing I could think with the Asteria is if they're still playing games. But what? With them. Be- I mean, yes, the Still hysteria- trying to make them hopeful by not sending them through the bone gate yet. Yeah, but... Or the... Is it the death gate? I caught it the bone gate. Yeah, it's the it's death, death gate. gate.
1: But what possible, like, out, like... What could the Asteria have by saving Connor? Because it's not going to keep Ethan in line. Because mm-hmm. Ethan's just going to try to, like, keep fighting. It's not going to yeah. keep Bryce in line. It's not going to push Bryce to know her power, which is the manipulation we've been seeing from the Asteri so mm-hmm. far. So, I don't think the order came from the Asteri, but I don't necessarily think it came from hell either, but I think it came more from hell. Like, I would go more to hell than the Asteri, but, again, Well, I, don't I mean, if
0: we think about the bone quarter, and then who's the head of the bone quarter... The Underking, the Underking, which the Underking would want to get back at Bryce, and right, then he wouldn't by give immediately an order.
1: pushing all of the pushing pack of all edibles. of them,
0: not just Connor, right, as revenge, right. Um, unless it came from House of Flame and Shadow, somebody in there.
1: But the Underking is over House of Flame and Shadow, True. so unless it came from like the Viper Queen, we know the Meat Market is dark. Mm-hmm. So maybe it came down from the Viper Queen. Don't know why the Viper Queen would want to save Connor.
2: Mm-mm.
1: I don't know why any of them would want to save Connor. Yeah, I I don't know.
0: But it stuck that's out. A, yeah, that's a good question. Came from the dark. The
1: dark. An order was dispatched from the
0: dark. Which, I mean, if it was the Asteri, I guess Hell would think of the Asteri as the dark. I mean true because they know the Asteri's true intentions, parasites. Mhm. I I mean yes. And the only thing I could think of for why the Asteri would want them to stay there is to c- continue with the manipulation and the games that they've been playing with Bryce. Because Bryce might not do what they want or like so they're going
1: to hold Connor over her? Maybe. I mean the pack maybe i don't know it's very weird and later in the book i'm just going to touch on it briefly when ethan finds the necromancer i won't say who it is just yet and they're trying to summon connor the under king gets involved and they're unable to summon connor so that's another weird little tidbit Mm -hmm. so like is connor actually in the bone quarter like where's connor Right. Like, we're told he's in the bone corner, but, like, is he? Yeah, but, I mean,
0: how much can we believe from the princes of hell? Right.
1: We can't. Um. But. And Thanatos was creepy. Prince of the ravine. Like, I think he was creepier than Apollyon. (laughs) He's like,
0: I don't care what my brothers.
1: Right? At least Apollyon was like, "Mm, no, not going to go in her head because my brother would be mad. Yeah, and he's like, I don't care. I don't care about my brothers. <laughs> if I meet you out there
0: on the battlefield, you're mine. Like, yeah. I'm you killed my shepherd. You killed my my favorite pet. <laughs> My pet. Yeah. My link to Midgard. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but obviously, he still has some link. I mean, yeah, if he can hijack a mystic. Um, and he's obsessed with Bryce's Starlight, but, like, all of the princes have been obsessed with Bryce's mm-hmm. Starlight. And I wonder if it's, like, a beacon to, like, home for them. Hmm. Because they're in the dark. So maybe that's why they're so obsessed with her starlight? Maybe. Or maybe it all has to go back to Thea and how obsessed Aedas was with Thea. I don't know. It's just interesting how they're all obsessed with her starlight. And not rune starlight. Which, granted, rune starlight isn't as powerful. Is it the still, first light that's still in her? I don't know. Maybe. I know that's why the Underking was attracted to her. But they're, they specifically say starlight. All the princes do. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's the first light could be but I don't know it's just it's very odd that they're so fascinated with her starlight obviously there's more to the starlight than we know and Mm -hmm. I think in House of Flame and Shadow we'll see her begin to develop those powers in Prithian. hopefully um so the astronomer also says um that the mystics cannot survive without the machines do you think that's true because that's going to throw a wrench in Ethan's plans if it is. I don't I don't think that's true. I mean, I know that they're weak and their muscles are atrophied and they're not going to be able to function well physically, but, but I maybe think it, it's mentally. Well, and maybe if they're,
0: you know, a weak a weaker person or being Maybe couldn't survive, but an alpha wolf. But an alpha wolf maybe could, especially an alpha wolf. Well, and that he didn't break. Yeah, yeah, she didn't break. She didn't break, and he. That's why they said the astronomer is obsessed with her because he thinks that he can break her. Right. But maybe because she's so determined and so strong and so strong willed that she'll be able to survive. But I don't really truly believe anything that the mystic says. I mean, because when they mystic or the astronomer. The astronomer. Okay. Um, but... No, he's I crazy. I don't really believe anything he says. Because, you know, when they get to hell... And the way he tries to, like, act all, like, meek and, um, terrified... And, and like, back a there, frail old man that yeah, apparently like a, he's not. Yeah, like, a frail old man, <laughs> and he's praying to... Who was he praying to? Solus or... He... One of them. Yeah. And... Which... Granted, maybe he's never met a prince of hell before, and it's just been the demons. other the demons yeah. and the other beings down there. But he goes there often enough. I feel like he enough, would have met, have met a prince of hell before. Yeah. He goes there often enough. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, and again, it probably was just, a, just an act.
1: Yeah. Um, but. Speaking of the female mystic, the alpha wolf that we find out, She Mm -hmm. said her powers manifested around age three, and by four, she was with the astronomer. Yes. She doesn't say what the powers were, but I had a thought. Okay. Do you think she's a seer? Hmm. That would be interesting. We know a seer, and we know what happened to Elaine when her powers manifested, and it looked a lot like what was going on when the female mystic came out of her trance, or... Wherever she was. Mm-hmm. So do we think that the mystics are chosen because they're seers? They
0: could be. Because, you know, they don't ever really say Mm-mm. what powers they have that make them chosen.
1: Yeah. So do it you think she's a seer? It just says when they come into their powers. It could be. That's, that's what I thought be. when I was reading it. And she was telling Ethan that she came into her powers and mm-hmm. all of that. Is that she is a seer. That could very well be. I don't know what other, like magic could flow into, like, what they're doing. Like, what other traits would make them appealing, but I think yeah, a seer would.
0: Definitely a seer. Yeah. I mean, if they were some type of oracle, they'd be more valuable than just being sold off to right. a mystic. Um, because on the um, on the ship, they were talking about their oracle.
1: Right. Told them something, so. And we know, like, the Fae and Prithian have you know magic outside of like mm-hmm. just the typical fey power right and we know the fey in aurelia have power outside of being able to shift into an animal form mm-hmm. so it would make sense that a wolf shifter has an additional power right like we don't know I mean, we know danica was a bloodhound so she had an additional mm-hmm. power um and you know that rowan has ice and wind and all of that but
2: mm-hmm.
1: well, it I know we've only seen one seer, and it's from Prithian, but that's not saying that there's not true seers More. in Aurelia yeah. where the shifters come from. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be my theory on that, is that her power manifested as a seer or something along those lines. Yeah. Maybe they don't call her a seer, but something mm-hmm. along those lines. I like that. I like that. I didn't think about it, but
0: that makes a lot of sense.
1: Also, how heartbreaking is it that she doesn't have a name?
0: Also, too, like, she doesn't even know how long that she's been there. Like, she made the drop, but she doesn't know when she made the drop or how long ago she made the drop.
1: Like, that's so, just heartbreaking.
0: Yeah. And, like... And if she's a lost Vendier... Vendier, um... Air, air. Which she is. And you going to spoiler
1: alert? N- no.
0: <laughs> I should have, though.
1: Spoiler alert!
0: <laughs> I forgot. Um, But it kind of makes you wonder okay would she be closer to Sabine's age or would she be closer to Danica's
1: or somewhere in between age or somewhere in between yeah. i'm thinking somewhere in between because i i don't remember the whole conversation with the prime when he starts talking about the, the other side of the family that disappeared mm-hmm. or whatever but and, like, i do think it was, it was an older sibling okay of sabine's okay I don't fully quote me on that because i don't fully remember it, but I do right. vaguely remember something. And isn't it Sabine something. that kind of like forces them? I don't remember.
0: Uh, okay, I don't yeah. really remember either. It wouldn't but,
1: surprise me, but I don't remember. Yeah. Um, um, also, um,
0: no, I'm not going to say that just yet because that's going to take us off topic.
1: <laughs> I also I thought it was um, interesting that she came from Ninja 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 Where Celestine has been the whole time. I don't know if that's anything oh, to play. I, like I any, didn't catch that. Yeah, around the mountains of Nina. Um, that That's where her pack, or her family is. They're not really mm-hmm. a pack, but yeah. it's where her family is. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting, given what we know about that place. This is very small. It's basically just guarding the Northern Rift. And then you've got this family of wolves that's living in there and struggling and just... Thought it was interesting. Just an interesting tidbit of Mm. connection that Sarah made. That is. I didn't... I completely missed that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I missed it. I did not... Um, Which I feel like I might miss a few things. The fact that I'm back and forth between reading and listening. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. So I think sometimes I miss... I can miss a little bit of it, but...
1: Else? Yeah, the um, the astronomer is just... He's creepy, and... Yeah, and yeah. later in this group of chapters, like, most of what we've talked about now happens really early in this group of chapters, but later, Ethan goes back and mm-hmm. tries to rescue her when Wait. he realizes that she's a wolf.
0: Yeah, because he goes back for more answers. Cause yes. Because he's like, well, you know, I'm not satisfied with what you told me about Connor. I need to know more. Right. And then he sees the wolf... Well, we find out. He finds out then that she's a wolf. Um, and also that she's an alpha wolf.
1: And someone he would like to play around with in different circumstances. Yes. Which I thought was cute. Yes. And Ethan deserves the world. So,
0: mm-hmm. go Ethan. Yes. And then, you know, he <laughs> mentioned too that with her, that his wolf didn't know whether to, what did he say? Like bow down to her. Or stand up. Or stand up essentially, yeah, yeah. and was like, wow, like, she's a very, but, powerful alpha, very powerful alpha, but for her to be that weak and that frail, and then her alpha still shine as much as it is, could you imagine when she's at full strength, so being better back, and full power, um, which, I mean, she could have
1: went face to face with, with Danica, yeah, but she doesn't, like, look like Danica. Like, she doesn't have the corn silk hair like Danica. Mm-hmm. She's got dark hair. Um, but we do find out later in this book that she is a, a fendier heir.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I thought it was funny when she was, like, um, they were talking and she, like, bucks up at him. And he's, like, <laughs> kind of, I could just picture him cocking his head, like, what? Mm-hmm. What just happened? What's going on? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... Ethan goes back and can't save her, so he basically throws a temper tantrum and steals the... Poor little pup. Yeah. Steals <laughs> the Astronomer's fire sprite rings mm-hmm. and takes them. The four rings. <laughs> <So> the Astronomer is <laughs> going to be pissed. Yeah. So, he, as he leaves, he's like, he can take it up with the Prime. Which the Prime will defend Ethan because we learned that the Prime loves Ethan. And did chapter. not
0: know what Sabine...
1: Yeah, didn't know that Sabine had kicked, kicked him out. Him out. And why Sabina kicked him out. Right. And we know that Prime also loves Bryce. So. Mm
0: hmm.
1: But. She's a wolf. In so his eyes. I thought it was hilarious when mm-hmm. Ethan, you know, they get back and Flynn and Deck and Mark realize that, oh, Ethan stole slaves. Oh. Uh oh. <laughs> what are we gonna do? And Mark's Especially, like talking all this legal yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, Mark. <laughs> Flynn the and Deck. And Deck goes and gets a, a, a hammer. hammer. She's like, well, let's break them out. And they're like, oh, we shouldn't do that. And Flynn's like, oh, well, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> and then there's fire sprites and turns out there's oh. a dragon. Surprise. Yeah. So the astronomer not only has three misket, three mystics, he had three fire sprites mm-hmm. and, and a, a dragon, dragon. Which has allegiance to House of Flame and Shadow, which I thought mm-hmm. was really interesting. Yeah. They call her a lower, but they're all like really scared of her too. Mm-hmm. And they're like, she's not a true shifter, but she still has an animal form, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, it has animal form, humanoid form. And this is and like the first kind of character like this
0: that we've seen from Sarah. Yeah. And then, of course, you have Ethan who's like, oh, yeah, I didn't pay attention in to school when they taught us about all of this. So I don't really <laughs> and Mark's know like, too I much did. about it. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Mark's definitely trying to get um, (laughs) Ethan out of trouble trouble because he's like, you're
1: going to be in so much trouble. (laughs) But it does sound like they they found a little bit of a loophole because the slaves are so mistreated that Mm -hmm. they can be bought. Even though Ariadne, the dragon, doesn't think that anybody
0: can afford her. And it's confirmed that the mystic does mistreat, or the astronomer does mistreat his Mystics, he'll send them to hell to get tortured. Yeah. Especially the female because he wants to break her and she hasn't broken yet to his will. Yep, yeah, she's and defiant. So, yeah, so he continues to send her off to hell.
1: Yep. To be taunted and tortured. Since we are talking about Ariadne, though. Okay. Um, I like Greek mythology. So, I recognize the name. And she was a Cretan princess and the daughter of King Minos. Um, she helped Theseus escape the Minotaur in the Labyrinth, and Theseus abandoned her, and Dionysus saved her. That's the gist of the myth of Ariadne. She was a human princess that helped the demigod Theseus. And then he ditched her, um, which I thought was really interesting. You can kind of see some parallels already um, with, you know, her being saved. And I see parallels between flynn and dionysus because mm-hmm. flynn's a party boy and likes to drink and have a good time and that's what uh, dionysus liked to do right god mm-hmm. of wine and all but um, just thought it was interesting didn't think that sarah just pulled that name out of thin air right she knows her mythology so i'm wondering if something like that if once we learn more about ariadne if we're going to get more of like the traditional greek mm-hmm. mythology kind of twist to it or if it'll be something else but yeah. just thought that was really interesting and kind of wanted to throw that in there Which we do know where Ariadne ends up a little bit later in the book, which... I I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) I know where she ends up a little bit later in the book. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) Um,
0: But also, too, you know, Flynn tries to tell her, like, why don't you just go? You can run away and live live your life and be free. And she's like, dude, I'm a slave. mm -hmm. I've got the slave tattoo. Like, there's nowhere, no matter what form I'm in, that I can go that he won't be able to find me.
1: Yep. Which we do know once they're sold, they can be freed by whatever master mm-hmm. buys them, but that's also automatically be freed. I thought it was funny how Flynn
0: jokes around with her about her name. It's like, what yeah. kind of dragon name is Ariadne?
1: <laughs> My family was modern. That's her response to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts lifting, listing off these crazy name, like, killer names. Yeah. And she's like, nope, those are the elders that sleep in the mountains that are close to immortals. Mm-hmm. Just throwing it off, just these little tidbits of knowledge mm-hmm. that Sarah's dropping on us, which makes me think maybe the next series will have more to do with dragons. Oh. Specifically the type of dragons that she's speaking about here, which oh. would be interesting. Um, but that's just speculation at this point, obviously. Mm-hmm. Alright, anything else on the astronomer or the mystics or Ariadne? Um, not that I can think of, but Oh how cute are the fire sprites though. Oh yeah. They're, they're so, so cute. excited the triplets. and cute. And it's just
0: they're cute, yeah. They're, like, they're, go just, make so, yourself, um, they're just so home. happy to be, you know, out Free. of the ring and away from the astronomer and I mean I mean if he tortured the mystics,
1: there's no telling what, what he did. did to them. And they lit his way to hell. Right. Which is terrifying. But yeah, they're like, go make yourself at home in Rune's room, <laughs> room and they just all
0: sprint up the like, stairs. I, I just imagine like three little like teenagers like running up the yeah. stairs and like, all Like, okay, excited. let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it was very cute. Very cute moment. Um, also,
0: we see in chapter 40 that male um, Bryce <laughs> mails another postcard to her mother.
1: Oh, yeah. Which,
0: well, you know, more on that later. We'll find out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> they yeah. that's a cute little gesture that they it do is. when they're in the middle of a fight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else okay. on the mistakes or anything else that we just talked about? I don't think so.
0: Um, oh, we didn't tell you either that the Prime also... Um, that... I can't think. My brain. Anyways that the prime told Ethan that he can become
1: an alpha himself and start his own pack. Oh yeah, that he has it in him mm-hmm. and that the prime would give him his own pack if he came back. Right. And Ethan struggles with the fact that the prime is getting ready to die and if he could have a pack under Sabine. Right. Or if it's the right thing to do to go back mm-hmm. and lead the pack under Sabine instead of leaving everyone else under yeah. her. Because
0: the thing is as if he as long as the prime is alive, he's okay. They're all okay. For They're now. all okay, but I'm telling you the
1: primes dying in Flame and Shadow.
0: If when he does die and Sabine takes over, and then um, how do you say her name? Amil. Amelie. Amelie becomes the prime parent. Mm-hmm. All the wolves are gonna go down. Honestly. Right. Like if for the wolves to be led by the two of them, it's gonna be bad. It's not yeah. gonna be
1: not going to be good. It's not going to be good. Speaking of the prime though, when he's having his conversation with Bryce and mm-hmm. Bryce is asking specifically about the lineage from the book that she found and why Danica would be interested in that. Right. The prime, you know, I'm going to I'm going to find it in the book so I want to read it. And I'll I'll yeah, I wrote some stuff down about it too. Do you remember what chapter it was in?
0: It would have been 41.
1: Yeah, here it is.
0: Oh, there it's it is from 41.
1: Bryce Quinlan, a wolf. hmm <laughs> I wrote that down. Okay. I'm going to kind of start that over so I know where to cut it. I hate it. So, speaking of the prime, when Bryce goes to find him after looking through the book that Josephus and her, that Danica, had looked at in the gallery, mm-hmm. Bryce asks him if it's um, against the law or something to not know, you know, the lore or your ancestors, um, right, because there's no
0: information about the very first ones on that list. Right. N- what is it? Nicolaus, Fendier, and Farish Havelin. Havelin, yeah. It starts... The last known is Katra Fendier.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Is the last known one that has any information on her.
1: Right. So the prime tells her that there's a scrap of lore most of my people were careful to ensure never made it into the history books but word of mouth kept it alive. The prime said we did unspeakable things during the first wars. We yielded our true nature, lost sight of it, then lost it forever, it became what we are now. We say we are free wolves, yet we have a collar of the hysteria around our necks. Their leashes are long and we let them tame us. Now we do not know how to get back to what we were, what we might have been. That was what my grandfather told me, what I told Sabine, though she did not care to listen. What I told Danica, who his hand shook, I think she might have led us back, you know, to what we were before we arrived here and became the Asteris creatures inside and out. So, so here's what I think all that means. I think that because we've read this book, we know that the shifters, the wolves, all of them are fae. And when they came over here, the Asteris said that they bred the Fainus out of them. Right. They bred the ears and the elongated canines, except when they shift, that kind of stuff, they bred it out of them. So I think that's what the Prime is referring to about who they were before they came to Midgard, before they came became the Asteris creatures.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I guess I didn't catch it the first time reading through it, but that right there, what he told Danica, is what drove her. And why he thought that she would lead them back to being the fae that they are. hmm And I wonder if he knew they were fae. It, it's not super clear if he knew that they were fae or if he just knew they were something more Else. than what they yeah. are now.
0: Because, I mean, yeah. you know how it is when things are passed down, like, through generations, word of mouth. Um, certain things get stretched out a little bit. Certain things get become forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um but, and maybe that's why he gave Danica the sword, too.
1: Yep, I do, I, because, because I think he thought that that was his true heir, mm-hmm. not Sabine. Well, right, because she didn't care about the history. She doesn't care about... She doesn't care about anything but keeping her power. Right, she doesn't care about the pack of wolves, either. Just keeping her power, mm-hmm. keeping her influence, keeping the hatred alive. That's what right. Sabine cares about. Mm-hmm.
0: She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't care that they used to, that they're, in, like he says, that they're enslaved to the Asteri. Right.
1: And the more we get of the prime, the more I'm like, I just want to keep him. I just want to put him in my pocket. He's yeah, precious. I don't want him to go. Um, but he keeps calling Bryce a wolf. And I think that other than the fact that he loves Bryce and knows that knows what her heart's like, I think that's been foreshadowing from the beginning as well. I'm not saying she's gonna figure out how to shift, but I think she's gonna have something to do with leading the wolves back, mm-hmm. too. Um, Maybe her and Ethan, and, and then, then the, the you know yeah. Spoiler alert! <laughs> We've already <probably laughs> talked about it. The <laughs> Fendir ear. Yes. And um, the the female mystic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's just so much to unpack in that statement itself. It I just wish there were more conversations with the Prime. And I wish we would get conversations with, like, the Ocean Queen. Or, like, a true conversation with the River right. Queen where she wasn't being super manipulative and just bitchy. Right. Because, because they f- remember. Yeah. And, well, we found... And they know
0: things. Yeah. We found out about the Ocean Queen. Mm-hmm. And that she wants to go back to the time that she remembered back before the Asteri. 15,000 years ago. Right. Before, before the they Asteri. became enslaved to them. Where we find out the River Queen knows about all of that but she's more focused on power she doesn't care about you know taking over the Asteria or anything like that
1: right like the river she, queen knows about second light mm-hmm. and knows that people are fed and given back and is not upset by it right um let's jump on second light which really why quick. should she if she's been alive for that long right i it mean, true it doesn't affect her It doesn't affect her it just keeps her lights on keeps the technology going keeps all of this stuff um But who else knows about the Second Light? We know the River Queen knows. We know the Under King knows. We know the Asteri knows, We know what little group of people know. I'm sure the Autumn King knows. It wouldn't surprise me. I I mean. Is it all of leadership? Do they, like, all know what's going on and just don't care? Or? I mean. Jessica has to know, because Jessica knows everything. Yeah. I assume the princes of hell know at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, if that many people know, how do they keep it a secret? Hmm anyways that's my little rant about that yeah if it's all of leadership that knows or if it's just a select few
0: i mean it could be a select few because i don't know how the autumn king would probably feel
1: about it (laughs) i mean i don't think the autumn king would want to be fed back to the Asteri. no as prideful and as i think the autumn king's ultimate goal is to find a way home maybe he's because he knows that they're not from there yeah and that sounds almost noble and, like, makes him sound like a good guy. He's not a good He's guy. He's not a good guy, no. But I do think his ultimate goal, what all his research is and everything, is to figure out where they came from and how to get back. Right. And maybe it's because he does know about the
0: Asteri. Maybe. Maybe that's why. Maybe. Well, because I was just thinking, too. I'm like, well, what would have happened to make him all of a sudden start digging into all of this stuff? And right. he has his orrery and, you know, doing all of the... The research that he's been doing, right, why would he spend so much time
1: working on all of that if he if he didn't know? yeah, and it, honestly, now that we're talking about it, that's really the only thing that makes sense is that he knows what's going on and wants to get out of it before he dies Well and what if it's something that's like it's
0: passed down from each leader to the next leader, you know right before they take over?
1: maybe. Which, I mean, but that wouldn't would make why Cormac or Rune know. I mean, they're crown princes, but mm-hmm. maybe that just hasn't been. Yeah, given but to I mean, them. that wouldn't make
0: sense either if somebody came in and like killed somebody for the power. That's true. Then, then, then it, it wouldn't would get lost. It would, yeah, it'd become lost. So that doesn't really make sense. But,
1: and maybe the, I don't know. I don't know if it's all leadership or just a handful of people. I wonder if the Which archangels I don't... know. I feel like the archang- Archangels
0: would know though. I just don't feel like that's something that the Asteria would really want, the people to know.
1: That's also true. Because they're all, because I assume archangels. If there's anything left of them, which the two we have seen killed, there wasn't. Um, if they actually have sailings. Like I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's not talked about. Mm-hmm. So. Um. Let's jump back to the Ocean Queen, though. Okay. Um. I, th- I thought the interaction with Sendez and Therian was really interesting mm-hmm. about how she's just like, no, the ocean's so different. Yeah, the Ocean Queen wants to restore the world to what it was before the Asteri. We're not affiliated with the Ophian, but we help them if it comes to it. And they pass by 15,000-year-old ruins which I thought was like really interesting because that's back to when the rift opened, but were the mer mm-hmm. already there? Yeah. Is, that, the, is this their home world? It could be. Yeah. That, because, that's what I thought. Or did yeah. they just cross before everyone else and got settled? Did they cross before the other fae came over? I mean, either way, but I do think that I think that this was their home there. world. Them and the humans.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I do think that. I wrote it down. I think so.
0: Um, in the book where um, what would have been Kingdom of Ash... Where um she's falling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the worlds that it's left off listing off. It didn't talk about a world of water, did it? Or no?
1: I don't remember. I'd have to go back and read okay. it. Okay. I don't yeah. remember. Because I was gonna say if it did, then that would have been where the mare would have come and, from. Um Prithian. hmm. But I don't I don't remember if there was a world of water or anything like that. I can't remember either. Yeah. I'll have to go back and read it. But,
0: but yeah, and also they're strange symbols,
1: mm-hmm. again,
0: which might be word marks
1: might be I don't but know, Bryce but... said she'd never seen them before, and I'm convinced that her tattoo is word marks, so maybe if it is word marks, it's not word marks that she's seen on her back, gotcha, um, because I'm convinced Bryce's tattoo is word marks, and I think we'll see it because I think the illyrian tattoos are word marks, mm-hmm. too, yeah. So, I think when Aylin makes her appearance in House of Flame will. and Shadow, she will. Because if she doesn't, I'm going to riot. <laughs> um, We're looking forward to her return. Yes. A little <laughs> fire breathing bitch queen. Yes. Um, but. Mean, it's been foreshadowed so much. Yeah. I do think all of it. that Aylin will recognize the word marks, obviously, mm-hmm. because she has studied them. And I'm sure she's studied yeah. them even further since kingdom of ash because mm-hmm. they played such a, a role in what happened to her so yeah. anyways we're not here to talk about kingdom of ash yeah. which i need <laughs> to reread that book so it can just break me all yeah, over again so um but yeah the um
0: it says that the ruins that were there the cities that were there long before the Mhm. so i think the Murr folk i think that they were there because so that was their home world yeah mm-hmm. Because if it says it was long before the Asteri. Which, I mean, we don't know how long the rift was open. We right. don't know how long everybody had been there before the Asteri got there either. Right. But I feel like sorry. they were there before.
1: Yeah, I do too. Absolutely. Um, how cool is the depth charger, though? Like, how cool is that ship? Oh,
0: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had a moment of weakness there. Well, um, it's been too, a long day. So. But, oh my goodness. That how is, cool is that That ship? is so cool.
1: Can camouflage and just we'll just you know if the Omega ships come by we'll just float up and down until they pass us. It's right fine. and like they, it cannot be tracked. And it's a city ship, so like right. pe- people are living and thriving in it. Yeah, it's um, so freaking cool.
0: Yeah, like they and, like don't, nobody knows about that technology. No, Saria, and nobody. They don't use first light either, so the Omega tr- ships they cannot track them. They can't find them.
1: Mm-hmm. It's all Ocean Queen powers.
0: Yeah, I'd like very much to meet the Ocean mm-hmm. Queen. She's my yeah. hero currently. Yeah. And the biodome.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: my goodness. Like, having a full-on, like, not a forest, but, like, almost. Yeah. Just in the middle of just, the ship. Yeah, in the middle of the ship. Oh, we can get like, fresh water if we need it. And, you know. Very cool. Everybody's happy. Just, you know, even the ones at the command center. Mm-hmm. You know, she goes to talk to them. I'm like, oh, they're happy. They've got a smile on their face. And poor Tharians just all kinds of confused. Like... How can you be that happy Right when he is miserable? He's, oh, I just feel so bad for I him. He's so miserable. I mean, which the River Queen, her cruelty towards him is awful. Like,
1: like I don't the understand. The abuse Ugh.
0: of power and stuff, like, that's not going to make anybody Mm-mm. want to do your will and, nope. like do anything for you and you're going to treat them and make them become miserable which i want therian to just like leave the river queen and go and be with the ocean queen which would be great i mean and i do remember (laughs) i do remember what happens but i'm just saying he may get there he may he may he's got another it
1: probably would bring out an all all-out,
0: like, war between the River Queen and the Ocean Queen. But I don't think
1: the River Queen could
0: stand a chance against the Ocean Queen. No, she could not. No. And I like the way that they say, oh, you can speak freely. Um, the Ocean Queen is aware of her, the uh, River The moody, River the moody <laughs> sister. Moody <laughs> <laughs> sister. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call her. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. She's
1: evil. Um, so the Depth Charger is who saves their butt after... They deal with the rebels. Um. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. For a okay. Bit. Let's talk about the rebels. Okay. So we talked when I did my recap oh, that they Pippa. hit on the spine it was a success, but they went against Day's orders or advice, I guess, and they did not destroy no the mech suits. They captured the mech suit and
0: the ammunition. Which we know why she said to destroy it. Yeah. Because. She lied about them not having time because obviously they had time to get it and a bunch of ammunition and all of that. Mm -hmm. But they knew what the mech suit
1: was. Yes,
0: knew the new technology, knew that it was basically a suit that would never run out of power Mm -hmm. Um, and wanted it destroyed. Yep. Needed it to be destroyed because she knew if that got into Pippa's hands, or not just Pippa, but anybody. Yep. Uh, The veneer, the humans, Asteria rebels, any of them. The loss of life would be catastrophic. Yeah.
1: And essentially what the mech suit does is it's imbued with Gorsian stone, and the Asteria figured out a way, instead of the Gorsian stone stifling magic, it sucks it from the earth and Mm -hmm. creates brimstone missiles instantly. And we saw in the first Crescent City book what brimstone missiles can do. Mm -hmm. So if you can create those on demand, can you imagine... Nobody needs that. Right. Nobody. A Stereo, mm-hmm. nobody. Um, so Hunt's able to figure all that out because right. he's super magic lightning boy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we get to see, like, the, the power struggle that we've been reading about with Pippa and Cormac, which we also get to see that Pippa is actually a psychopath. Yeah, she's, just, she's a psychopath. I mean, she, so she gets
0: Veneer, the merfolk, the um, crew of the ship, to help them bring the mech suit and all of the missiles, um, all of that ammunition into the, into the rebel base, into a sea cave, and then proceeds to kill them. And says it came down from command, which I don't. Think I don't it did. think command did that. No. I Why think would it you kill off Pipa your allies?
1: Because they're vainier. Yeah, she killed them because they're vainier, just like the leopard attack mm-hmm. that she did, which she claims were not her people. That it was a, a snake in their own house. Oh no, no, no. She's it, a liar. It was her. It She's was a her lying people. liar that lies. Right. <laughs> right.
0: Um, She's but, a psychopath.
1: Yeah, and Hunt and Bryce. Both can't make the connection that she's a fanatic, like Philip Briggs. Yes. Both of them see it. Right. Right. They have another Philip Briggs on their hands. Which they're the only ones that have really interacted with him at this point, but Mm -hmm. they recognize that Pippa has that same manic Mm -hmm. energy as him. Right. So, Pippa kills her allies, and then Pippa and Cormac go to report to command, and she's like, Mm -hmm. come on, Cormac, you can tell them. All about why you don't want me to rule this, because they've just handed over the Velbar in front to her, mm-hmm. which is stupid. And uh, Hunt but and Bryce desperate. decide that uh, they're going to take matters into their own hands and light it up. Light it up, Hunt, and light he it destroys up. the mech suit and everything else. All of it, the
0: ammunition, and then help with... Help. Therian helps him destroy the missiles.
1: Mm-hmm. So they destroy every bit of what they collected from the head on their spine. Mm-hmm. Which is what they were supposed to do in the first right. place. So Hunt and Bryce just finished the job. And Therian, they just mm-hmm. finished it. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but fine. Bryce said in that moment that Hunt looked exactly like that statue of Thur that she was trying to authenticate. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a big deal because I, I I do think there's some relation there. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, and it could be even like a reincarnation thing. I don't know. But there's some connection with Thur and Hunt. Yeah. Um, And it just, Hunt's been called, and I noticed this earlier, in this group of chapters, that he's almost godlike. Yes. Or that he reminds them of a god. And it keeps getting brought up that he reminds them of a god. Mm -hmm. And then Bryce is like, oh, he looks like Thur, who we know is a god. And we know that there's a behemoth planet named after Thur. Mm -hmm. So I just... (laughs) Correlation correlation is a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of, like... Continuing mentioning of Hunt and Thur and Hunt looking like a god, Hunt acting like a god. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mm-hmm. that that's been going on. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like
0: I don't know. Hunt could be a god or his father's a god. Which yeah, he's a demigod. We're gonna find out who his father is. Yeah, in and the I'm next very book. excited
1: to find out his lineage. Yes. I'm ready for some answers. Yeah, because I mean, answers. You and I have speculated a lot that it's Thur mm-hmm. or descendant of Thur. Or something. Or, but. Th- or, did they say that Third was, there was actually a god, or that he was more like a. They said he was a demigod. A demigod, yeah. yeah. So we don't know who Third's so, father is. Right. So, or yeah, could be Third's brother, something. There's some connection to Third. Mm-hmm. It's brought up too much, and the godlike stuff is brought up too much right. for like to not have that power in him. Well, and the fact that he can kill an Asteri. Not a stere, I'm sorry. Archangel. An
0: archangel. Although I, I think he again. could kill a Asteri, too. Oh yeah, he
1: could definitely he could definitely kill a stereo. I think he can siphon their batteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then feed it to Bryce and then she could blow it up. So anyways. Light it up. We'll see what happens in Flame and Shadow with that. <laughs> but I do think that's gonna come in. So excited. Play. Yeah, I'm, we're so close guys. It's so close, so just close a couple more weeks. Um so I also thought it was funny that Cormac starts trying to talk their way out of it and it does <laughs> a like very bad job. He's like, the suit came to life and Don had to do it. And then he gets shot with
2: a Corsian <laughs> bullet.
1: <laughs> he straight out panicked. He's <laughs> like, no, 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 it came to life. And just so bad. <laughs> we, we he should have let Bryce talk if anybody was going to talk them out <laughs> we, of it. It we, was going to be didn't Bryce. Just, we didn't just destroy all
0: of it. All no, of we it. didn't do yeah. it. We didn't do it. it. A- yeah. His first words were, it was an accident.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the suit came to life. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like, what they did <laughs> Cormac's character development or like what we see of Cormac uh-huh. is so fun in this book so when we first meet him we're like oh. oh and then like this moment I'm like oh no Cormac you didn't do it and then we see everything with Sophie and like your heart bleeds mm-hmm. for him she's such a good storyteller mm-hmm. it's so fun yeah. <laughs> but, but poor Cormac. He, like, he sounds like me when I panic. <laughs> and the man keeps getting shot with Gorsi bullets. Yeah. For someone that can teleport and turn stuff into shadows. Yeah. He gets shot too much.
0: Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least he had Bryce to, you know, <laughs> blind them, get them out of that
1: situation because he did a horrible job. He did a horrible job, <laughs> and I also think it's funny that they all think that Bryce can talk them out. Yeah. Talk their like their way out of like anything. Yeah. Like Bryce is gonna get them out of trouble. Yeah. Master of bullshit. Yeah. That's spinning they, bullshit. Yeah. Like Bryce is just gonna get them out of trouble. They actually called her. I
0: wrote it down, but I think that's what it was. They yeah. called her a master. Of spinning bullshit. Yeah, it was spinning bullshit. It was great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> They're just like, oh yeah, Bryce, will, Bryce which, will talk us out of it. It's fine. Which, okay, so after
0: Bryce and Hunt have sex, and their powers became pretty much imbued together. Karen, um. Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, so there's a part afterwards where Hunt is still talking about how he can still feel the effects of her powers. Mm hmm. And he made the comment, I'm not going to be able to say it correctly, but he made the comment about how he just feels like everything is going to work itself out or it's going to be okay or something. He was like, oh, so this must be, so this is how Bryce feels all the time. Yeah, he does say that, yeah. That is just all gonna, and so maybe that, I don't know, maybe it's just something with her with the way that she's able to spin everything and yeah. and talk her way out of stuff is because she really truly believes that
1: she can get that out she can get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe that's what we all need a little bit of. <laughs> just just believe. <laughs> so going back to the Bryson Hunt having sex thing. So once they are safely away from the rebels and the Hind and they're mm-hmm. on the Death Charger, Bryson Hunt, Bry- Hunt is in like a rage days. I think yes. is what Bryce calls it. Yes. Like he is oh. full primal rage, and the only way Bryce can figure out how to get him out of it is to. You know, have sex with him, which right, where, let him I,
0: work his power off. I wrote some stuff down about it because the descriptions, like, I had to just keep writing the descriptions of him down because it was so good. And I think it goes back to talking about, like, his powers and what he is. Mm-hmm. Hold on. You keep on with your th- thought process while I find <laughs> my notes. <laughs>
1: Well, if you listen to the episode, you know that I fully think that Bryson Hunt are Karanom. And the way that the magic, they're describing like their magic intertwining and their magic working together remind me so much of the scene with Aelin and Rowan on the beach. And their magic did the same thing. Because they're Karanom. They're mates and Karanom. Just like, um, I almost said Rune. Rune Rune has a mate too, but we'll get into that later. But just Can like Bryce that is, <laughs> just like Bryce and Hunt, like their magic. It reminded me so much of how she wrote that scene on the beach, mm-hmm. with um, Rowan and Ailyn. So further to my evidence that they're Caranom, not that I think that will ever be fully said. Oh, well, maybe it depends who makes an appearance in the third book. But I do think they're Caranom, and I think that the biggest evidence not is not like they're magic but it's mingles when she will. Yeah. It's how their magic mingles Mm -hmm. and how Hunt feeds into Bryce's magic the way he does. Mm -hmm. And, obviously, Bryce feeds into him, too. So, anyways.
0: Okay, I found my notes. Okay, go for it. Okay, so this is the description of Hunt when they're all in the water, just floating around. The hind is coming over there. She's taunting them in Hunt Goes Primal. Mm -hmm. And it says that lightning wrapped around Hunt's head, like a crown, making of... Hunt an anointed primal god. Um his eyes were pure lightning, um, no whites, no irises. Um, the lightning snapped around him, vines wreathing his arms, his brow. Um lightning flowed like tongues of flame from his mouth. Like these are all descriptions of of him. But can you imagine like his eyes just completely Yeah, glazed over?
1: you imagine that With it,
0: there's a crown of lightning on his head, so come on.
1: Yeah. God-like. Yeah, I mean. I mean. It's said a lot in these chapters mm-hmm. that he's has like, in this like specific set of chapters. Right. But can you imagine the hind like staring him down when he looks like that and just trying to like keep playing her part? And like, I'd have been like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, he's going to kill me. He's, he's going to kill
0: he me. going to kill her because all he thought about right then and there was saving Bryce. But I do I think, think... he could have t- took them all down. Yeah. If he wanted to. But he... He didn't because of Rune, Cormac,
1: and Therian. But he got to a point where he was like, I don't even care if I kill all the others as long as Bryce is okay. Right. But I do think it's funny that he had enough sense to look at Bryce and nod his head like, alright, blinder. Mm-hmm. Um, but... <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope we get... Like more of that, which we know he's from the end of the book. That we know that he has the halo back on his mm-hmm. head, so I don't think Capaxia will take it off this time. But I, I do think that somebody will take it off this time, mm-hmm. and maybe it's Bryce, maybe it's Hunt, maybe it's Reese. I don't know. Somebody's gonna take it off. Um, it'd be, but could you imagine him being out on a battlefield, looking like that? Looking like looking that, sir. Like
0: Terrifying. He could take them all down. Yeah. Caroline. like that and i think we will see him like that too because if they're out on a battlefield and bryce is out there he's gonna go into another primal rage yeah trying to save bryce and make sure that she doesn't get hurt
1: can you picture it hunt with his crown of lightning aelin with her crown of flames oh can you just imagine this yes. it's gonna be great and reese not that he's ever crowned himself in shadows mm-hmm. but he could Which I had, I thought about it too. Um, Okay, shadows and
0: stars. Yes. There's another part in here too where Day and Rune are talking about children. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, he's talking to um, Daybright about, you know, why she does it. And she's like, well, you know, there are certain things that we have to do in order to... Like, things that are going to leave a mark on our soul. But we have to do them in order to basically, like, free ourselves from the hysteria. So that way our children someday can live the life that we should have. And that they don't have to struggle with all of this. And he was going back to what the oracle told him about that he will be the last of of the royal bloodline. And so, like... It could be that Bryce is going to start the new royal bloodline. I or, also had thought something about could be something to do with um, with Reese.
1: Maybe, but here's what I think is gonna happen. Okay, I think lay it on me. <laughs> I think Rune focused too much on like the bad stuff of it, like he's gonna die or he's not gonna be able to have kids, and he's gonna mm-hmm. be the last of the royal bloodline. But I think it's because they're going to take down the Asteri. And I think when they take down the Asteri, they're going to take down the hierarchies. They're going to take down the royal bloodlines. Oh. And they're going to go back to those elected leaders that the Ocean Queen remembers. Yeah. Okay. So there's not going to be any more crown princes or... It's going to be... Autumn kings or kings of a valen fey It's going to be elected officials. leaders. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I could be wrong, but even when I first read House of Sky and Breath, I never thought that Rune was going to die. Mm-hmm. And it never occurred to me that it was yeah. anything I, to do with children. I didn't think he was going to die either. Um, And that's not saying, I mean... I would cry. Yeah, would Bryce cry. could be like, alright, I'm going to become the High Queen, and y'all are just going to suck it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd be down for that. Yeah, but there's too many
0: of, like we've talked about it before, of all the royals just... Abusing their powers and all of that. And so if what you said happens, that means all those cocky bastards are going to go.
1: Yep. And you won't have
0: people sitting in power for so long just sitting there abusing it. Yeah. Because that's what they do. They're abusing their powers. They're Mm -hmm. thinking that they're unstoppable. Nobody can do anything. I mean, they're forgetting. Not that they're forgetting about the Asteri, but the Asteri are letting them.
1: They're letting them do pretty much whatever they want. It's like the Prime said, and he's probably the only leader that is not corrupt and evil. Right. But it's like the Prime said. They think they're free wolves, but the Asteri have them leashed. Albeit, it's a long leash. But they let the Asteri tame them. And I think that is for all of the Fae. Mm -hmm. Except for maybe Avalon. Yeah. We don't know much about the Avalon Fae. We do know that the Asteri can't even pierce the mist of Avalon without Um, permission.
0: Also, how sweet is it that Cormac's father left him or caught him 30 times while they were gone because he didn't know uh, he couldn't get a hold of him. Is that chapter 48? Oh, yeah, that
1: was. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't read that one yet.
0: (laughs) But yes, I very accidentally, sweet. I accidentally read a chapter ahead, so. Yes, very sweet. My bad. I got that wrong again. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but I I just thought about it right now, but his father left him 30. I don't know if it was voicemails or just like he had 30. I think it was like he had 30 missed calls from his father hmm. because his father was worried. So you see him on the phone with his father. And I was just like, Rune's father didn't even know that he was gone. The Autumn King would never. No. He's not concerned. And so, as we were just talking about the Avalon Fae, like, we don't really know much about them. But I think it's, like you've said before, I think it's one of those things where they claim to be barbaric and stuff, but I don't think they actually are. Right. I mean, the fact that the Avalon King called his son 30 times because he didn't hear from him shows you the amount of concern that he had for his son. It's Valaris 2.0.
1: Mm-hmm. We know that the, we know that the Starborn line, the Shadow wielders, the Val, the A Valen line came from Prithian. specifically the Dawn Court, or mm-hmm. the, not Dawn, Dusk, the Dusk Court, um, which is fully where I think Resan would have ruled. Mm-hmm. Um, but we 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 do know that, and we do know that. Everything was put... All of those wards and everything were put over Valaris. And I'd be willing to bet... Those same wards... Are around Valen. And so
0: they probably have this thriving city... Mm -hmm. Of just happy people, Fae. I mean, the Asteri don't
1: probably have any control over there either. No, and I think when Rune, Deck, and Flynn went over there, they only saw what they were allowed to see. Right. Just like when people go to the Night Court, they're only allowed to see what they are allowed to see, which is well, the and then, Nightmares. Yeah, and then you think about it too, like
0: the king then sends them on this wild hunt for the Star Sword. And if you think about it, like that's a way to get them out of their city mm-hmm. and to not see a lot.
1: Also a way to kill them off too. So I do think, I, I hope we see more of a Valon in Flame and Shadow. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how that would play out, Um I don't know if maybe Bryce pops back into um, the world, and she pops into a valen, which I think would be hilarious if she just pops <laughs> oh, up in the middle of the valen, uh, like, you um, he just hop in. Hi, be like- I was engaged to your son. <laughs> Sorry, he's no longer here. Like, I'm looking for my fiance. <laughs> Have you
0: seen him? Can you point me in the right direction?
1: <laughs> I think I might be lost. Yeah. So, I do think that that's. I think of Alan has to come into play in Flame and Shadow some sort of way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so really the last thing on my list to talk about is Danica. Okay. Did you write anything down about Danica? Um,
0: probably. I wrote I a lot know of what stuff down.
1: Chapter it would have been in.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, <gasps> 40 we... <or> 40 <laughs> Yeah, we learned, yeah, we learned <clears throat> some more stuff out. Uh, oh, also... Oh, no. Oh, never mind, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm just going <laughs> to go into...
1: 48 I will stop right now (laughs) I mean you can you're just gonna be talking about 48 by yourself because I haven't read that one
0: I'm gonna wait (laughs) hey spoiler Casey
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay I've I've spoiled part of the book for you already
0: it is not like I've read it before
1: <laughs> and forgot a few things. I vaguely remember Cormac talking to his dad now that you mention it, yeah. but I didn't
0: know it was 30 times.
1: I'm pretty sure that's what it said was 30. I that's can... interesting, though, because they claim that there's no technology in a ballad. So how is Cormac's father calling him 30 <laughs> times if there's no technology in a ballad?
0: They they have their um, their, you know... Archaic handheld <laughs> phones or, or the like flip the, phones, the rotary <laughs> dial phones. <Yeah. laughs> and why does Cormac have a cell phone? Well, he's a he's a he's a rebel, like spy. So he's got to have oh, a yeah, he's got to stay, stay connected. He's got to stay connected. But the amount of times that Cormac has almost gotten
1: caught by what, Morty. Morty. <laughs> <laughs> Mordok will now be Morty. From here on out, I will never read his name the same. It will be Morty.
0: But seriously, though, Cormac has almost gotten caught by Morty so many times. Mm -hmm. He shows up at the apartment all bloodied, and they're like, what the hell happened to you? (laughs) I
1: killed six dreadwolves and uh, stayed out of range of Morty. Yeah. But I killed his dreadwolves. Which is just a reminder that of how powerful our little shadow fire wielding fey Man mm-hmm. is.
0: We kind of forget sometimes, or I do.
1: But really, he can wield flames, he can watch shadow, he can teleport. I keep wanting to say winnow every time I try to say teleport. He can teleport. I mean, He's it a very powerful, is winnowing. I mean, it is winnowing. It just is winnowing. in this book, it is. Just... called teleporting. <laughs> <laughs> and we see a winnower in Throne of Glass, too. Mm. Fenris. Yep. Which is a white wolf.
0: Throwing that out there. Ooh. Okay, so, yeah. We learn they finally get some, um, is it Deck? Yeah, Deck finally gets a little bit of um, info back. They have actual proof and video footage of Danica when Bryce went out of the room. Mm Mm-hmm. And when Lahaba went out of the room as well, she looked at a book. Right. And it turns out that it was the genealogy
1: of the wolves. Yep. Called Wolves Through Time Lineage of the Shifters. Mm-hmm. And Jessica had the book because she wanted to know her enemies. And Bryce was like, Sabine and Danica? And Jessica laughs at her and say, No. You're so So, young. who in the Fender line was actually Jessica's enemy? That's what I want to know. Huh. Maybe we'll find that out. But who who did Jesper need to know about if it wasn't I the guess, most recent Fendiers? I guess I was thinking about it
0: was more along the lines of the Asteri.
1: Maybe. But what would the Asteri have to do with the Wolf Lineage? Well, because they read them the out. Unless the redacted part of it. Yeah. yeah
0: maybe. I mean, Jezebel knows so much about the Asteri
1: right now that... Yes, she does. I mean, she probably... I don't know. Mm. Jessica's a walking liability to the Asteria. Mm-hmm. They're all worried about Thunderbirds and Bryce and Hunt and everybody but But it. yeah, they just they like, know that she knows all this stuff. I'm she knows you, It's about the her relationship with the Under King. It and has to they be they don't touch her, they don't do anything. It has to be the relationship with the Under King that yeah. saves her. Or just the fact that she know maybe it's both. Maybe it's the relationship with the Under King and the fact that she knows all of their dirt and probably has contingency plan after contingency plan to release it if something happens to her. Yeah.
0: We also don't know a whole lot about her, like, sorcery,
1: like, powers
0: and stuff, so we don't know what all she can do that would, yeah,
1: require Mm -hmm. the Asteri to... Which I've kind of already talked about what I wanted to talk about. It was basically what the Prime told Mm -hmm. Danica about leading them back and being leashed. And then they, so I've kind of already Mm -hmm. talked about it.
0: But don't you love how Jezeba, like, the conversations between Bryce and Jezeba, um...
1: (laughs) I've already done enough for you. And then twenty minutes later she gets an otter with the book. Yeah. Like, oh, here it is. (laughs) Here's the book. She's like, Yeah, I'm not gonna help you anymore. Oh, here you go. Mm -hmm. Thanks, friend. I hope we get face to face stuff with Bryce and Jessica in House of Flame and Shadow because we don't get a lot of it in Earth and Blood. We don't get any of it in Sky and Breath. So I hope we get some face to face with Jessica and Bryce. Yeah. Just because I I like their relationship. Yeah.
0: I can't wait for our answers.
1: Yeah, I know. This I'm so
0: excited.
1: so excited. It's going to be great. Um, Can we just talk a little bit about Isaiah well, course, and Hunt's <laughs> like, little bromance they have Aww. going on? And, like, Baxian's, like, sprouted bromance yeah. with Hunt. Like, it's coming. Like, Baxian, like, warms so quickly in this book. He, like, warms my heart. Yeah. And just, like, the scene where they're playing video games and Hunt is just <laughs> kicking his butt at the yeah. video game. Yeah. And he's like... Give me a few more hours and then they and keep playing like, hey, you're after need lunch. a couple more days. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute and so fun. And then Baxian, with the hind, the harpy, and the hammer right there, mm-hmm. warns Hunt. Like, he's risking his neck for Hunt and mm-hmm. it's. He just wants to be his friend. He wants to be a part of the Cool Kids. Yeah, he does. He wants to be a part of the Cool Kids Club. And Bryce wants him there, or at least is starting to want him there. Mm hmm. Which, when we find out what we find out about Baxian a little bit later in the book, it, it explains why there's that draw to him yeah. for her. We would definitely talk about it. That's,
0: that's what I had to remind about. Because
1: chapter
0: 48.
1: Oh, that's when we learn? Hmm. Is chapter 48? Hmm? Miss Nothing Happens in 48? What? That's when we know back Look, I forgot
0: about that when I told you Nothing Happened. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> Oh. Really, it's not that much. It's not that much. I keep saying the last thing I want to talk about, but this is the last thing I want to talk about. Okay. Um, I believe you. So, day bright and Night. So, Rune and the Hind. Oh, yes. Like, their relationship is starting to evolve, and it's starting to get spicier, mm-hmm. and it's starting to get, like, more human interaction, and when Day, Courtney, you talked about it earlier, when... Day's talking about why she's doing this. That it's so the generations that come after her won't have to suffer what she's doing. Rune makes a comment that they're the words of a dreamer. And it just made my heart really happy to hear that. Because, you know, obviously we know the words of a dreamer. Of a few dreamers. But yeah. it was just a very nice little correlation. And she's like, boop. Rune's talking about dreamers. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Also, how about her telling Rune that she thinks he would be a good father?
1: Yeah.
2: Because and, I think
0: that's one of Rune's biggest fears about yeah. having children is he didn't have a good experience with his father, so he then thinks that he's not going to be a good father. A good father, yeah. either.
1: But there, like we're seeing so much more. And it, I mentioned this in the last podcast. but oh, it's and she so knows fun. who he is. Oh, yeah. She knows.
0: She's figured it out. Uh huh. Because as soon as they're in the water, and did we tell them who? Yeah, we did last podcast. Did we, okay, so yeah. we did tell them who Day is. Yeah, we did. Okay. So, when the hind is there taunting them, and then the submarine comes up and they're able to go in there and the hind leaves, okay? Then, when Rune goes to sleep that <laughs> night or day, whatever it was, she's immediately there frantic, like, Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. Like, are you safe? He's like, "What do you? T- how do you know? Like, what's going on?" I heard about on? the hit. I heard about the hit. Come on, it hadn't been that long <laughs> since the hit. But yeah, she
1: she knows who she's dealing with mm, now. She, she knows, knows exactly rune. who he is. And I think it's sweet. I like it. I wonder if she knows exactly who it is, or if she hasn't narrowed down between the two shadow wielding Faye at this point. The two.
2: Mm.
1: I mean, I think she does know that it's Rune, but it's just <gasps> an interesting tidbit because there's two. Shadow-wielding Faye, two that come from a Valon where mind-speaking is a gift. Mm-hmm. So, um, I do think she thinks it's a but just throwing it out there. That it could be Cormac, too. Yeah, that's true. It's not, but it could be. I also want to bring in
0: a little thing about the Hind here. Um, so, when Bryce goes to get Hunt... Oh, yeah. Or, she doesn't go to get to Hunt, but she goes to talk to Celestina mm-hmm. about having Hunt for the day. And then she goes down to see him... Of course pollux and the hind come and, and walk I'll by calls
1: her a prostitute again yeah. because he's unoriginal
0: giving her hooker jokes um but bryce makes a comment about the hind about the hind knowing everything bryce is thinking mm-hmm. what did
1: we say last time that she's got some sort of power that allows her to see something inside right. people's mind, whether it's reading auras something intentions something it's, it's there yeah, there's, whatever her power is, which I spent the whole entire book thinking it was flame the first time I read it. It's not, or at least not that we know of, but, um, whatever, she, she can get a read on people. Mm-hmm. Magically. so I just don't know what it is yet, but,
0: yeah. I can't, and of course I can't remember, <laughs> I can't remember, um, if it's revealed in this book or not. Okay, no. It's not. Okay. Because I know it's revealed at the end of, like, who she is. Yeah, which we've already but. spoiled that.
1: But that's because we wanted to make the correlation between the character we were seeing and the character right. in Rune's mind. And it's been so fun to read knowing who it is this mm-hmm. time.
0: Yeah, that has been a fun thing.
1: Yeah. Alright, anything else? I don't think so. Well, again, hi, I'm Casey. I'm Courtney. And we're the Page Wonders, and thank you for wandering through these chapters with us. Yes. We hope to interact with y'all if you listen to the episode have any questions thoughts concerns comments let us know let us know if there's
0: anything you want us to talk about let us know
1: yep bye bye stupid ad (laughs) that was the longest episode yet it's Mm -hmm. an hour and 32